0: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
3: Wednesday afternoon. Nice sunny day in St. Louis. A little chilly, a little brisk with the wind. Sue Thomas in the studio. Abby's going to join us for the uh, News segment. Fred, the Hall of Famer, is here with us this morning. Did I hear rumors that there was uh, some shout-outs to Mr. Bottenheimer this morning on the uh, the morning show, Sue? How yeah. about old Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies and gentlemen?
4: We have that promo running congratulating Fred. And then Carl this morning added the Fred, uh, the uh, Kenny Wallace bite to the Fred oh, Bob like this morning I like afterward. That. It was beautiful. It Alex, was beautiful.
3: Alex Rich is here in the studio with us. He's going to join us for a good portion of this hour oh, yeah. from Y98. How are you? Doing this well. Afternoon? You know, the
5: sun. The sun poked its head out today. It's just a great day. It, we need more sun. No yeah, doubt. It
3: was. Breaking news when the big orange thing appeared on Monday, and it just gets depressing this time of year. i got a bunch of things to talk about with you to chat it up. One of the topics, and I have not seen it yet, interestingly enough, I was just looking into this today. There's this documentary that's on Netflix right now about the making of We Are the World. Yeah, it's
5: awesome. I watched it actually last night. I've heard
3: it's very good, so Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. I do have an interest in that. On the TV front here, then this is more along the lines. i got a couple of stories here to start before we get to Sue's News on the serious front. Anyone hear about the the Law and Order episode that aired in this last week no, that has no. gotten some attention. I thought this was interesting and you know if I'm going to talk I about I watched it. You did.
5: did. You know what you know what I'm talking about? I got a confession to make actually too. I didn't realize how awesome Law and Order was until like it's you awesome. know, re- like pretty recently. Oh, wow. I, I'm being serious. I had—I don't think I'd ever watched an episode of Law & Order prior Well, to I will say that this I, back in the day when it was Sam Waterston and right? you know, the yeah.
3: original cast was so outstanding. Good. And then I, I think it was pretty consistently good for a while. Now I haven't watched, you know, now they have about 15 different spinoffs, SUV and stuff like that. I think they're all pretty I, they're I, all I, good. I get that it's yeah, SUV, by the way. This. Uh,
5: I did watch this what, okay. last week.
3: So here's what happened. This is um Law and Order Special Victims Unit. That's Mariska Hargitay, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's who who was she was the daughter of uh, who, Ma, oh, uh, uh
4: Jane Mansfield. Jane
3: Mansfield, right? And then the the
4: buff guy, right? Yeah, Hargitay, but I can't think of his okay. first anyway, name. Okay, anyway, we know who Mickey. she is. Mickey uh, Mickey Hargitay. Hargitay, right,
3: that's right. So, um it aired on January 25th. I guess that was just last week. Truth Embargo It saw a white woman, played by Romina Diogo, sexually assaulted during an incident at a clothing store. Mm -hmm. When questioned at the hospital later, she initially claims to have not seen the face of her attacker, despite being shown footage of the suspect removing a mask before entering her changing room. She later admits to having hesitancy about giving testimony about her attacker, a black man played by Mikey Cooper, citing systemic racial inequities in the American justice system. So the character's partner tells detectives at one point she's inconsolable. We're acutely aware of the systemic inequities that exist within the criminal justice system. Well, I can't deny th- this is the main character, Olivia Benson. Is that Mariska? Yeah, I think it is. Well, I can't deny there's a history of racial bias. It's certainly not a perfect system. So the woman is ultimately convinced to testify about the incident and name her attacker. I guess um, you, <laughs> you had a lot of people kind of putting this on social media, saying, you got a white woman raped by a black man that doesn't want to press charges Mm -hmm. because of her white privilege. She doesn't want the black man to go to prison because of systemic racism. I mean, now it'd be one thing if Law & Order is going to do that episode, but they're also going to do an episode about what happened in New York yesterday with a bunch of migrants, illegals, that beat the living snot out of a couple of cops.
5: So you think they're going to do the pro-cop episode on... um, Special Victims Unit. I don't think so. So it was no. It really it was an interesting. There was a lot of interesting parts of that episode, honestly, because it was just like, it it was ultimately like systemic racism or not. whatever whatever well, you she think was, she was raped. You by a were man, raped a sexual by crime, the man, and right. and they're just asking you to point them out. So like. If you're saying, okay, well, I don't want to prosecute him. I don't want him to, because her her whole thing was, I don't want this situation in this young man's life. They were like really harping on that to ruin the what's ahead the rest of his life. So then the argument is, okay, well, if you don't, then who's he going to go rape next? Right. Like who is he going to sexually assault next?
3: Yeah, well, that, that's part, it makes, that's part that of the problem. Makes I, I, don't, I can't say mm. this
5: with full confidence, but... And it's something hard, he actually did. Well, that's the Tight. thing. You'd be hard-pressed
3: to find uh, a situa- a real-life situation where there's a woman. I don't care who the victim is on the other side. I guess if AOC is raped, she's going to say, don't send that person to prison because I care about him. It's just something. We need some social work. I, it's I It's stunning. That Mm -hmm. that's the reaction, but anyway, I thought that was interesting because it's getting a lot of attention. Here's my advice, by the way, and I'm being serious. Go back and watch some of the original Law and Order. Yeah. When um, what was the guy's name? Jerry Orbach.
5: Orbach. He was
3: great, right? I'm crazy
5: too because I love crime stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's great. You don't have to watch a whole. You don't have to watch a whole Netflix season to find out what happens in the end. Okay. Along those lines, did you watch American Nightmare? I on did. Netflix. Yeah. Do you
3: want my thoughts? Uh, maybe in the next segment. Hang on, because okay. we'll talk about the Wheel of the World thing. we got to do this.
5: These allegations are deeply concerning.
0: Does the president have any
5: comment?
1: We're not going to comment.
2: It's not clear messaging. No,
5: <laughs> And now, Suze News, sponsored
0: by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service, Mister Appliance.com.
4: On this day in history 63 years ago, we sent Ham the Chimp. The first animal the U.S. sent into space. He was launched up 157 miles above er, above Earth, and he survived. We were just kind of testing it out with Ham before we tried people. Fred, you're smiling. Why? I just like the name Ham. Yeah, it just cracks me. <laughs> was up. it spelled H-A-M-M? Yeah, or no, no it? one M. Just one M. No, just okay. one M. John just Ham. Like that. Okay, well, that's why I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> Relative. <laughs> After a a 16-and-a-half-minute flight, Ham's space capsule was recovered from the ocean. They got him before he could drown. Thank you. That was his (laughs) only flight. He lived the rest of his life in a cushy zoo And a human astronaut. Went up a couple months later. Wow. And on this day in history, uh, 48 years ago, this has some music. Because 48 years ago today, in 1976, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw... Launched a short lived country music career. Have you ever heard this <laughs> one? <laughs> no, if I you haven't, know. I would prepare yourself. To yes. hear this. Hold okay. on to the
3: steering wheel if you're driving. Summer Road Trip that, 2024. What are you playing? That's not what I want. I don't know. That is not no. special guest, Yawasa. That's not I don't it. know what, what I do is? We got? You need to skip forward. Okay, hang on here. Here here, Terry.
1: There
2: he is. you go. There's we our boy. <laughs> Blue to cry. I mean, it's
3: real. It's not. It's terrible. Not buffers, there, there is right?
2: a
5: country flavor to it from yes. the 70s. Country flavor. Sure. I'd yeah. say it's like country western. Well, right. Hell, that's 70s you know?
3: country. It wasn't... I mean, They weren't doing poppy no, country until the 80s. Now, yeah. if
4: we would have played that in a million years, could you have figured out who that was? I don't I probably think probably wouldn't so. have guessed Terry Bradshaw. No.
3: I know I th- about... Are they going to open up
5: the Super Bowl? With
3: I know that he did a record, <laughs> and I've actually played some of this on the air over the course of my career, but I still don't think I would have been able to say, oh yeah, guess, that's yeah. Terry Bradshaw. It's better than
0: karaoke, maybe.
3: Well... Yeah, no, it is. It's... You know, I don't. I think he's done he fine in his career post-football, by the I way. I don't
4: think so. I think he's, he's just, just a, a singer. Mm. <laughs> this song actually reached number 17 on the country charts back in 1976. Interesting. Well, the Steelers were very popular. Uh, Terry, by the way, was uh, on The Masked Singer when it first came out, and he sang, and we uh, nobody could figure out oh, who no, he really? was. Oh, yeah. yeah. He
5: was on that. He was you know, the I, one I, in the I deer vid- mask. I, we, you've heard the story about I went to a f- a filming of the mask. No, I don't no. think I know that story, Vic Alex. Was, my buddy Vic was on uh, Oladipo was on the Mask Singer. He was the thingamajig years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! And the whole the it? whole thing was my. He's quoted in an article saying the whole thing was my buddy Alex Rich's idea. Oh, that's awesome! So that's it was pretty great. cool. So I went out there. They had a you know they put a mask on me. So that they couldn't tell who his friends. Oh, were. Um, story! Oh man, that it's it's a great story for another day. For Vic, sure. of
3: course, NBA uh, former NBA All Star played yeah. in Indiana. That's how Alex. Yeah, knows it was it.
5: it was cool. It was one of the coolest things I've ever uh, experienced. Did anybody guess him? Um, what's the guy? Um, what's the guy that Robin Sick or you know, the? Um, the comedian
4: guy? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name, but I know who you're talking. Am I about. I thinking? War by the no way, with War. Robin
3: Thicke, I'm probably thinking like dances, Dancing with no. the Stars. Here's the deal on that show, on the Mass Singer, because I, you know, I think some of us can relate uh, to this. Hecka- you started seeing TV ads for the Mass Singer like during football when they first came out with it, and you're like, really? What is the next stupid thing they're going to do on television? Well, then when you have, you know, a kid that's five years old, six years old, now she's eight, so. One night I walked down, and I mean, I wish I could say that this didn't happen, but they had the masked singer on. I couldn't look away. I was like, it's a by I'm it. telling you. Ken and, Jung. And, that's the, who. and that's the production value, value of the show is actually relatively impressive. But here's the thing that, that I've wondered because they all go up there, they do their thing, the judges have to guess. The guesses seem rather educated. You know what I mean? There'd there have to be producers that well, are. They give
4: clues. Are, oh, yeah. Well,
3: but they still <laughs> seem to do better than most people would do with the clues I think that the fix is a little bit more I in think than people they're more
4: think. knowledgeable of, of music that uh, is calm you you like more outlier stuff I think they probably know all of Y98's repertoire for sure you know what I mean for it's sure. not the
3: songs I'm just talking about the singers the singers are so obscure sometimes and they have the stupid you know mask on I don't know how they would even narrow it down from millions of yeah. people to say, well, you're oh, right. yeah, you're right. that's Vic Oladipo. Yeah, Olajubo. they've got yeah. decent guesses. <laughs> they make right. decent
4: guesses. Well, maybe yeah. it is the clues. I don't know. Okay, here's better music. Because Elton John and his longtime writing partner, Bernie Taupin, will be awarded the 2024 Gershwin Prize for popular song. That's a huge deal. Zero hour, 9 a.m.
3: So the deal was... Um, Elton, I can't remember which came first. Elton writes the, the music. Bernie writes the lyrics, right? I don't
4: know which comes first either. That's actually a good question. Uh, the Library of Congress gives out this award, and they announced it yesterday. They're going to have a tribute concert honoring John and Topin in Washington, D.C. That on April 8th. It'll be on PBS if you want to see it. Okay. I forgot on, I how much I like from, Elton John until I right, heard Right, until sound. you heard And yeah. I spent... A, More time than I should have this morning trying to decide which song, (laughs) because there's a lot. So, Bernie writes the
3: lyrics, Elton writes the music, which, it's kind of an amazing, historic songwriting process. The number of hits that they came up with with that combo is stunning. Yes, it is.
4: It really is. Um, So, that'll be cool if you want to watch that. It'll be on on April 8th. This story is so insane. Okay. A 60-year-old woman in New Hampshire is lucky to be alive. She was thrown into a garbage truck on Monday. Here's what happened. She had fallen into a dumpster outside her apartment while trying to throw out her trash. She just fell in. And officials have not said how long she was stuck in the dumpster, but when you look at the footage, there is snow on the ground. So this woman is in the dumpster, it's freezing cold, and she's still in there when the garbage truck comes through. The truck emptied the dumpster with her in it and then began compacting. It no. got compacted no. four times. Oh my gosh. No way. Yeah, I heard about this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It is. The driver.
3: <laughs> the crowd didn't like this. No, the crowd. Sure.
4: <laughs> I can't see. I can see why. The driver heard something. He heard some screaming. This woman was obviously screaming in neighborhood people. He looked and saw her on the internal camera and called 911. Now, this truck has that monitor that allows the drivers to see the back of the truck. Yeah, I was going to say in other news, there's an internal camera, but yeah. that's a good yeah, idea, right? right? Yeah, right? Because wow. sometimes they'll see like a raccoon or, or something. They heard the screaming. The firefighters showed up, and they were able to talk to the woman through a side panel in the truck. Now, she, they could tell she was alive, But she wasn't totally coherent. I can't imagine the terror this woman was. They used the basket of a fire truck to lift her out the top of the trash truck. It took about 30 minutes to get her out.
5: Oh, my. Wow.
4: She was taken to the hospital, but she's expected to be okay. Um, Can I ask a question that I injured, might have missed? She was but yeah. No, I'm being serious here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Maybe Was she a homeless woman? Is that I, I, no, that's a good question? No, she lived okay. in
4: the apartment complexes, was taking out her trash. How? But so, how, did she, how get, did she get into the dumpster? Yeah, the dumpster's high. I don't up there. know whether she had to climb up to uh, maybe she dropped something and was looking for it. Okay. Whatever it is, she fell in when she was putting in her trash. Because mm-hmm. I had heard that story, I think, yesterday, and that, that was the part that I was confused about. Mm hmm. So she's okay, but uh, injured four times compacted. Fred.
0: Four times? Yeah. I mean, that mustn't be a very good compactor.
4: (laughs) Well, I I would agree. Yeah, yeah. This isn't where we make your car into a square of metal. This is more like yeah, right. (laughs) But (laughs) I've (laughs) seen (laughs) shoving stuff further back in, and she was probably surrounded by paper, and it saved her like something soft. Well, maybe I would say that's probably
5: up there on the list of like the more traumatizing things you can go through in life. Right? Think? Yes. Oh my gosh!
4: It's just (laughs) wow. And I've got a weird story. How much time do we have? Do you want me to keep going oh, you or stop? Wrap it up. Okay. I have to thank Abby's dad for this story. This is nuts. Okay. Abby, as you know, loves The Wizard of Oz. Yes? Very true. So they and their family always look for these st- stories about The Wizard of Oz. There's a man who stole a pair of the ruby slippers the Judy Garland wore in The Wizard of Oz. And he was sentenced on Monday for nothing because he's very ill and uh, looks like his life will not be too long but here's what happened this is a 76 year old guy who's an old thief he's done prison time he gets out of prison and a a friend of his says you know what we can steal these ruby slippers from this museum Mm -hmm. it's a Judy Garland museum up in Minnesota that's where she's from those rubies have to be worth a ton and this guy says nope nope I'm out and then eventually says maybe one more job Was this a few years? Yeah. I remember this. Yes. And he went in with a hammer and broke the glass, took the slippers, made it. I mean, it was a clean job. Got home and realized he took off all the stuff. It's not rubies, it's sequins, sequins and glass beads. So he thinks, oh, crap, I don't want these things. (laughs) What am I going to do with them? Gives them to another friend who takes them to a fence, and then the FBI gets involved. And then eventually it comes right back to him. They find it. He confesses because, of course, you know how the FBI works. There was something with the immigration status of his wife. Sure. So eventually he just says, yep, I did it. But he's now got to pay the museum $300 a month. He's ill enough that they're not going to put him back in prison. Well, I don't know that I have a big problem with that, especially Mm-mm. if he's doing
3: some some payments there. Right. By the way, I do have post sues news coming up here. I've got a pretty good crime story from L.A., Related to Nike products, which is the mind-blowing. So we'll get to that
4: here in a second. I'm into that. Sue's News is brought to you by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service. Go to Uh, Mr.Appliance.com. Astronomers... Here's today's random fact. Astronomers say the Milky Way smells like rum and tastes like raspberries. How do they know this? They found evidence of the chemical ethyl formate, which is responsible for the smell of raspberries... And rum. Huh. So that is what the Milky Way smells like. The like the actual
5: Milky Way? The actual Milky Way. That's an interesting fact. Yes, it is. And that that's that it one kind of makes new. my brain hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if Don't you were go to tell to me the candy
3: bar smells that way, I think I would have been okay with it. <laughs> but that <laughs> what, what is the? weird, right? <laughs> Uh, Hang on. we got much, much more to come. Alex is going to share his thoughts on The Wheel of the World. We Are the World documentary. And I have that crime story and a bunch of other stuff, too. Hang in there.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So.
3: I just got the email from Netflix earlier today that Full Swing, which is their documentary series which focuses on the PGA, has been renewed for a second season. The oh, first season
5: came out last I thought you were going to tell me that they reached out to you to see if they could follow you ah, for the, na- no. for the Actually, next season.
3: Maybe it wasn't that they announced the second season, but that they kind of gave details about the second season. But I bring it up because there's also, and I haven't checked this out yet, but there's a miniseries from the same producers called Full Speed, which focuses on NASCAR. And our friend Kenny Wallace has been very excited about that. He may even be featured in that. I'm not exactly sure, but he's going to join us tomorrow afternoon. Fred is out the next couple of days because of the Hall of Fame induction tomorrow night for the St. Louis uh, Media Hall of Fame, so we're excited about that. We're going to miss him the next two days. We do have a roundtable set up for Friday. Jane will be here, Jeff Rainford, Greg Keller all on the panel. I do want to mention this because I'm very excited. Alex uh, Rich is here from Y98. Have you, you've seen the ads for the Vision Pros from Apple The virtual reality stuff. Joanna Stern, who has become a great contributor to this very radio program with the Wall Street Journal, wore the Apple Vision Pros. And she did it for like 24 hours straight testing these things out and had a great review in the Wall Street Journal with all kinds of pictures and details. And she's going to share some of those thoughts at 525. Now, on the uh, Netflix front, you were saying and I I just heard from a friend of mine this morning that this is actually really interesting but there's a documentary on Netflix about the making
5: of uh, We Are the World, USA for
3: Africa, right? Yes.
5: I turned on Netflix last night. It was right there. like I guess it was literally just added. You were way too young to even remember this even happening. But I was a big... so I actually took a history of rock and roll. I don't know if you know this. I took, a, I was only a couple credits away, actually, from being a music major. Really? Or music minor. Okay, in, at Indiana? In, in, at Indiana. Um, I took a history of rock and roll class. Loved, like, the Motown. Loved Motown. My brother lives in Detroit, so when we go awesome. up and visit, we'll drive past the Motown studio and all that. Barry Gordy Mansion. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but it was an awesome uh, thing to watch because it talks about how they get everybody in the same room and how Lionel Richie mastermind pretty much the whole, him and um, him and um, Who was it that did that with him? I don't remember. I can't wait to watch the documentary. Well, gosh, I mean, it was it was everybody. I mean, Michael Jackson had a big part in it. Quincy Jones was like they it say was Quincy Jones yeah, was just gonna... a mastermind. Like, like nobody's business would put together things and actually um, and I didn't know, you know everything that went into it it's really cool cuz it was a secretive thing i i mean i'm not giving too what too much away cuz i think if you're interested you're going to watch it you're going to see it anyway but it's cool because they actually did the recording of it the same night as the AMAs that year and Lionel Richie was the host of the AMAs so they thought how how are we going to get all these people in a room together uh-huh. The only chance we ever have to do it is when they're all in the same city for the AMAs.
4: Oh, that's genius!
5: Yeah, so it was pretty cool. But well, it, it was awesome. The, how the they... song was written by
3: by Lionel and by Michael Jackson, actually. Yeah, we're and they actually say it.
5: they tried to get a hold of Stevie Wonder nonstop for four days, and they were like, "We can't wait for Stevie. We got to just start writing the song." So they get the song written, and they get a call from Stevie Wonder. He's like, "Hey, all right, I'm ready to write the song." and lionel richie's like we already wrote the song just make sure you're there to come record with us and you know put your stevie twist on it but it's funny it it really it's cool how you know how they they got it done and like bob dylan bob dylan you you see like footage of him in this singing his part and obviously we know bob dylan's not like you know known for his singing right like to being a great singer right so he had he's songwriter to, right yeah. he had to do bob dylan he had to sing it in the bob dylan way so it's like he's in the room with all these legends and you could see like bob dylan's visibly nervous in front oh, of everybody wow. in this room and stevie wonder pulls him aside he's playing the piano with him he's like here's how they always say stevie was stevie's a genius when it comes to it like so stevie wonders the one that told Bob Dylan, how to sing his part. Oh, that's great. I
3: love this, too. Um, I'm reading about it here. I don't like to read too much about these things before I watch them. But apparently, you can confirm this, Bubbles, Michael Jackson's pet chimp, was there. Yeah. And also, listen to this. The
5: boa constrictor got out as well.
3: At one session, the songwriters were interrupted by another member of Jackson's menagerie. Out of the corner of my eye, I see some albums falling over, Richie says (laughs) in the film. The culprit, Jackson's pet python. Yeah. Jackson, who thought the snake had gone missing, wasn't happy about it because he was glad it got coaxed out of hiding by their melodies. Yeah. And Richie said he remembered thinking, I got to get out of here quick. So that's <laughs> pretty cool. I love it. That's awesome. Well, I got to watch that. Now, I asked you this before the break. Have you um, watched American Nightmare? Anybody I did. else watch it? Fred, have yeah. you watched no. it yet? I think Sue and Fred, I would recommend it for you. That's the, uh, if the you've Gone, Girl, Gone Girl. Girl kidnapping. Yeah hoax it was at least alleged to have been a hoax in california it was not a hoax i really don't like to say too much about that documentary because i want people to see it and don't be surprised along the way you
5: will um and it is i guess we can't talk too too much about it but what was your your thoughts in the end i'm still like a little like yes i understand if it happened to her that's you know that's terrible but I don't know that I'm completely there's something weird about the whole thing. Why? I don't know that what, I'm completely your, come convinced. On, Now I'm curious it's, about this. Well it's, I think what what, it, I feel what like. It is, her storytelling wasn't maybe she's not an emotional person, but it didn't seem it didn't seem like the story was it almost was too perfect. Well, you know, here's, here's what sense? I'd say
3: about American Nightmare. It it you just referenced something. Uh, it's not the best documentary on the planet. The story is outstanding. Right. But they did three parts. They could have made it an 80-minute documentary. But the reveal and the things that you learn along the way about the way the FBI, the way police, I, I would say experts, experts made all these judgments about what may have happened to sure. this young couple, and they could not have been more wrong. And it really raises some questions about certainly fairness. Sure. And and just the... Um, the attention to detail and just listening to people well, that and somebody might
5: have, and like actual politics of, of you know these crimes that are investigated, like the ex girlfriend has a big part in it, and that, that she had some sort of relationship with the one officer well, that's what that was, was weird. Like there th- were some th- weird th- that's things. That's what I'm saying. It. it was it was a little off, but it makes you really wonder. I guess in question what sometimes does go on during those investigations. I thought it was good. I think it's worth a watch. All right, here's maybe they'll do a documentary on this. There's a California
3: dude who has been arrested And this happened just a couple of days ago. Detectives from the Commercial Crimes Division's Cargo Theft Unit, they call it, Major Theft Task Force and Organized Retail Crimes Task Force, executed two separate search warrants at a home in Hollywood and also in Hawthorne, California, so two different locations. The Hawthorne location was identified as a warehouse where the suspect was seen delivering stolen Nike products. So they found... Uh, there's pictures in here. It looks like he worked at a Nike factory, and they were just stacking up boxes. They say that he had shoes, clothing, accessories, and unique prototypes. I'm not exactly sure what that would qualify as that were totaled at 5 Million.
4: Yeah. Dollars. Holy cow, how did he get yeah. it all? Do
3: we know? Well, it was these gangs. The so smash and grab. Oh, the smash and grab people. Yeah. Uh, so, and geez. he was I think he was kind of a ringleader for but this. People don't understand the point person like, for selling them.
5: Forget about jewelry like and, and smash and grabs. And so like, you know, I'm not that I'm some some thief. Right. But the jewelry stores are they've got the the alarm systems, the, the cameras, everything for it. The shoes these days, like, are worth just as much money, if not more, sometimes. Especially with these exclusive pairs, you said it's in California, right? right. I mean, they got these. They do these collaborations, Nike and Jordan, with with Travis Scott and other, like, other famous. And when they announced those, they're oh they're sold out right no, away. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane.
3: Well, I think he's oh, thirty seven years so old. He's, he's going to um,
5: he's going to jail for. There a was little something good. a few years back, a Nike. A Nike employee actually was like in trouble for something that they were getting a bunch of shoes pre-sale and then reselling them for like you know right twelve twelve to fifteen hundred bucks a pair of shoes and then I'll
3: I almost don't want to do this one with Sue in the room but I've already committed to it what because well th- this story now this I did not see this one on Fox uh, this was I know I know what you're story. gonna
5: say the bulldog no. The French bulldog. We should story. talk about.
3: We talked about that though. Yeah. Alex has a French bulldog, so we did talk about that. Sue had the story where um the woman in LA was. Where was she at a restaurant or something like that? Someone pulls yeah, up, they French. grab the she French was bulldog outside
0: of uh,
5: Whole Foods. Mm.
3: No, she climbs on the windshield of the car yeah. and then eventually gets thrown off. Now they still don't have the car. The, they don't the have the dog, dog yeah. back,
5: right? I saw it. It's sad, and it's like. It's a concern. My mom, I like literally. My mom's like, "Be careful walking the dog." Well, is Ralph okay? Ralph's doing well. I have a guard dog. I walk with him. Will you good. tell me? Will you? Co- <laughs> he has his own guard. dog. How much dog. did Ralph cost you? You going to give me that no, number? No, he doesn't have. A, it was a, a good I want to know. It was a you know over a, three or
3: not? Uh, right around. Uh, that's what
5: I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but
3: they were saying in the story that some of these dogs go for as much as ten thousand. Oh yeah,
5: the the gray. Well, they call them blue. But the different the gray. color. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now they're like they have them long haired and all that stuff and. Whatever, but yeah, I would never pay pay tax. No, this story has to do with decapitation,
3: Alex. And huh. so and I'm out. I, I know. Just put your put the hand over your ears. A man accused of she really is doing that, decapitating his father and posting a video online with a severed head amid uh, amidst rather a politically charged rant was arrested hours later. So this got this is the thing about this story. It gets out there on YouTube. 5,000 people watch it before it's taken down. Justin Monas, 32, he's now being charged with murder, abuse of a corpse, and other charges. But I guess he... Um, Would he live stream this? I don't think he live streamed it, but he put it up on YouTube. He described his father as a federal worker. He went off against the Biden administration, the border crisis. And then he, you know, takes the head off his dad, which is just bizarre. And they were alerted because... Um, I guess people were (laughs) seeing it when it got posted onto YouTube and they finally arrested this guy and they found a machete and a large kitchen knife in the, uh, the crime area. So there you go. Also, it's nice. Uh, Sue, cover your ears here. Officers also located the diseased male's head inside of a plastic bag, which was inside of a cooking pot in the first floor bedroom next to a bathroom. Huh. So my point in sharing this story is if you're having a bad day, your head's not inside of a cooking <laughs> pot right now. Remember that. You know, Sue, we always say that we kind of peel back the layers of um, the onion with Fred. <laughs> yeah, we but do. In, in this particular case, as we talk about the We Are the World documentary that's on, it's on Netflix, right, Alex? It is. You had an amazing story that your wife just shared.
0: Yeah. Uh, my wife in the early 80s was the London correspondent for United Press International. So, what, you know, one of the stories she covered was the recording session for the Do They Know It's Christmas? And that was recorded like in one take in, um, or in one day in Notting Hill, London. So, she went wow. to the studio to cover it. And she said she sat right next to Sting's girlfriend Whoa. through the whole recording. Trudy, and, and that's she I assume. And she said that, uh, boy, George opened the door for her when she went in.
4: How surreal <laughs> yeah, would that be? That's pretty, pretty cool. 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 Yeah,
0: and she said Bob Geldof was was fantastic. And, and she I think will he be was the mastermind.
3: At of her. the Hall of Fame ceremony tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, I she'll hope. be
0: more interesting than I am.
3: Oh, come on nope. now. You got to get your uh, speech here tonight. I can't wait to hear that. So this is I, I, this came on my radar just now, and I don't know what to make of it but there's a piece of audio that goes with it. I had not heard about this. Is this something that's being discussed out there quite a bit? I don't like so. don't covered. I it, it once
0: last week or so, but it was kind of dead until today.
3: Okay. I'm glad you said last week, because when I look at the, the date on this, it goes back to the 18th of January. So on the 18th of January, Forbes, and I just Googled this because I wanted to see what they were talking about. There's a headline. I would even say this is reckless journalism, but I'm going to share it because we're going to offer an example of reckless journalism. Trump's red hand markings draw wild speculation, including syphilis conspiracies. (laughs) Former President Donald Trump was photographed Wednesday. This is a couple weeks ago, leaving his Manhattan apartment with a patchwork of red markings resembling blisters on his right hand. Drawing mass speculation about the cause of the apparent affliction, as Trump has stayed uncharacteristically mum on the subject. So, is the audio that I'm about to play from from this, this week? That's from today. Okay, this is from today. So, I don't know if people tried to get answers. So today, he's asked about this. Hey, how's your hand? It, be- it looks like
4: it's better now. What- My hand. Yeah. Remember what happened the other
0: day? What was wrong? With- you didn't see the photos coming no. out of Trump Tower? No. It was okay.
5: What was wrong with it?
0: The other one. Yeah. yeah.
5: Okay. But you don't want to tell us what happened with the hand? Nothing. Maybe it's AI.
0: <laughs>
3: Which, by the way, you know, you can laugh about that, but uh, there are a lot of things out there. I get caught seemingly every day in something that is AI related. Now, I, Car- you're right. Fred told me something that James Carville said, and I said, are you kidding me that he said that? he On a podcast, James Carville said, they don't look like cuts to me. And I do it like him. They yeah, don't look like cuts to me. I think there's a good chance this man has the clap <laughs> because apparently there's sores that maybe. You know, there's doctors that say they all came to the consensus that Trump has secondary syphilis. Well, it could be, I mean, it could be magic. Look, I use the uh, the red, honestly, I do this every day. I use red markers to red put my yeah. little, yeah. and it could be something like that. Now, admittedly, it does look a little weird. And even Trump answering that question, it sounded like, uh, what are you talking about? I, I have no idea, but that is weird. Isn't syphilis it?
5: is quite the conclusion, though, just from looking at it, right? I would say that's a that's a leap, isn't it? That's quite the accusation to make against. I mean, uh, you've got to be pretty, cert, pretty serious. I, I would
3: think so. And, and by the way, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I really want to laugh about this because it's, um, it's pretty serious. But there was a story that just came out yesterday that said that syphilis is soaring in the U.S. Apparently, this is like a, a deal that's worse than it has been in decades, which oh. is bizarre. Then there's this. Um, and Alex, I, like, I don't like to drag you into the politics here, but you know it, it has been interesting what happened in the last couple of days. Cori Bush, I don't know if you heard about this, mm-hmm. she is now under federal investigation for some campaign finance-related issues okay. in paying her security. Now, of course, she's missed to fund the police, et cetera, and now the feds, there was a subpoena that went out. We know that she's being investigated. So Tish, the mayor, you know, she's been tight with the squad, and you must be reminded that when Tashar Jones took office as mayor— she The first thing they did, Corey Bush, Kim Gardner, and Tish went over to the workhouse and they visited with the criminals because they have more interest in helping criminals, people who break the law in St. Louis, than they do the people who pay taxes. It's been pretty standard. But what's interesting is that because politics then rear their ugly heads and she looks at support that might be dwindling, Kim Gardner gets into that whole mess. She sticks with her. She sticks with her. Finally, finally, when it looks like Kim's done, she weighs in and says, well, you know, I can't remember what the quote was at the time, but you had this. Very serious indication that Tish and Kim were probably not going to be on the same page. Well, maybe she's done it with Corey Bush as well. She's asked about all this today. Do you still support
1: Cori Bush for Congress? So uh, we have a uh, process uh, on my campaign side that we use. So we interview all of the candidates. I don't even
3: have to play more of this, okay? Because, and I'm going to, but let's face it, the answer is no, <laughs> right? Why would you give the nuance? If, if it's yes, yes, right. she's my friend, squad
1: member, of course I support her. Who are running after filing closes, so I'll be having individual conversations with uh, Wesley Bell, Corey Bush, and whoever else decides to throw their hat in the ring. You mm-hmm. will
2: make an endorsement?
1: I hope, I well, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Uh, we'll see how those conversations go. Any comment we, on the
3: investigation into her security?
1: So, Yes um I I understand that uh um that Congresswoman Bush and her team are fully cooperating with the Department of Justice on this. Uh, however, what has been left out of this conversation is the experience of her husband. He was a security supervisor at Amron for several years, and he's former military. Um, and unless anybody knows what it's like to be an African-American woman in a powerful position and a single mom and and and, and have your life threatened on a daily basis, I. I support her providing security that she needs for herself and her family.
3: Okay, so mixed mixed signals there. I had not heard the entire soundbite. I'm going to tell you this may not be a popular feeling, and my gut is always wrong. So I just want to preface it by <laughs> saying that my gut is always wrong on these things, especially when it comes to NFL football games. But I, I just I, I don't know if this is going to turn into as much as some people think with Corey Bush. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We'll have to see. But I, I don't know. There's something weird
5: about this one. We'll have to see when more details come out. Alex. Great we'll, to see you. You, you as well. we'll Great see to hear you the see- mass singer story. I tell you, we'll, we'll save the whole the whole deal for another time. It was quite the experience. I Have a good ya. week. Have a good weekend.
2: Get more at 971talk.com